0: Open them up to Deuteronomy chapter 5. Deuteronomy chapter 5. We're going to kick this thing off. I got a doozy today. Make yourself real comfortable there in that pew. Amen? This is going to be a... a, It's it's such an important one. I couldn't cut back on it because there's so many things about this that are so important. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29 through 33. It says, Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep my commandments, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Go and say to them, Return to your tents, but as for you, stand here by me, and I will speak to you all the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which, uh, which you shall teach them, that they may observe them in the land which I am giving them to possess. Therefore, you shall be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways of the Lord your God. Your God has commanded you that you may live, and that it may be well with you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord uh, which uh, you shall possess. I'm all messed up after that praise and worship session. So. <laughs> especially my voice, all right? All right. So here's the deal. Today, the Holy Spirit has led me to talk about the topic of the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. You know, it's interesting because the last few weeks I've been talking about the importance of our actions, right? That actions do matter to God. He still wants us to live a holy life. And you cannot talk about Uh, your actions or living a holy life apart from the fear of the Lord. Say fear of the Lord. I want to talk about characteristics, the characteristics and blessings of having the fear of the Lord in your life. The fear of the Lord is a requirement for every follower of Jesus Christ. In fact, here we go, listen to this. Every disciple of Jesus Christ has the fear of the Lord. If that's lacking... You're not a disciple. Now, let me say this. Every disciple of Jesus Christ is a Christian, but not every Christian is a disciple. Are you following me? I didn't say you're not saved or not a Christian, but there are disciples and then, well, what the word calls carnal Christians. Are you, are you following me? There is a difference. A disciple has a deep-rooted love and commitment to the Word of God. It, it, it just, he takes it, the disciple takes it deeper. Amen. A disciple, the root root, root word of it is a disciplined one. A disi- How many of you know there's a lot of Christians, they said the sinner's prayer, but there's really no commitment in them toward the Lord. Amen. It's getting kind of quiet already. Man, this is getting a little wild here. Okay. The Bible talks about three different kinds of fear. Let's break them down. Number one, there's a natural fear. A natural fear is for protection, to protect yourself. A bear jumps out at you. Yeah, you're probably going to be a little scared, aren't you? Right? You follow me there. Number two, there's a demonic or an evil fear, which is tormenting and keeps a person in bondage. 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Number three, the fear of the Lord. Now, the fear of the Lord, which we're talking about today, it's a holy reverence. See, this is, I'm not preaching today, I'm kind of teaching. You know, you can kind of feel the difference, right? Preaching's a proclaiming. Teaching is, let's break this down. Fear of the Lord is a holy reverence, a holy awe. Here it is, a holy respect for God and a submission to His Word. Amen? Amen. Natural fear, demonic fear. And the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord has has a heart attitude of reverence that leads to obedience to God and His Word. It's no difference. Listen to this. This is great. It's no different than when you were a child and you had a fear or a reverence for your parents when you were growing up, especially for the one that disciplined you the most. Right? Right? It's funny when I do counseling, one of the first questions I ask people, who is the stronger parent in the, you know, some say, oh, it was mom. She, was, she would think nothing about pulling out the switch and beating me, right? Others would say, oh, mom, no, she let me do anything. Dad was the disciplined one, right? He was the one disciplining me. But it's no difference. So when that parent was around, that disciplined, that actually was, was trying to keep you in line, right? When that parent was around, you thought twice before doing something bad or disrespectful because of this, you knew there was going to be consequences. When dad gets home, he's going to pull that belt out. I mean, my dad, when he came home to beat me, (laughs) beat me. Sorry, dad, I didn't mean that. He didn't abuse me or beat me. (laughs) Well, when I did something wrong, when mom would tell him what I did, he would... Man, he would pull his belt out and you would hear whoop. I mean, boy, the fear of God went in me. And he would, you know, just, man, I can't even. I need counseling. Can someone counsel me this week? (laughs) But I knew when dad came home, there was going to be consequences. But that child that did not have a fear or a reverence toward their parents or their warnings. You know what they were? Rebellious. It's no different in the body of Christ. That's the best illustration I can give uh, in connection to the fear of the Lord. It's, it's, an, it's an, a respect. It's a reverence. Amen? Many Christians, uh, they have a fear or a submission more to the devil. Come on, somebody. More than to God. Come on now. But how many of you know that Jesus holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave? All of our respect, awe, fear, respect belongs to God, not to the enemy. Amen? Some Christians are even... Uh, they, they fear or respect their earthly boss more than Almighty God. Think about that. Amen? So we got to kind of get our priorities in line here. But there are many benefits to the fear of the Lord that, that blessings will flow into your life. Uh, Deuteronomy 5.29, like I read there, Oh, that they had such a heart in them, that they would fear me. He's not saying be afraid of him; He's saying that would reverence, respect me, and always keep my commandments. See, fear always fear or respect uh, the fear of the Lord always leads to obedience to the Lord. Um, in that they would keep my commandments that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Every time I read that, I can feel the heart cry of our heavenly father. You know, th- this verse, by the way, this verse is in context of God calling his people, the children of Israel up to the mountain into his presence so he can speak to them. But the people were afraid But they had the wrong kind of fear. They said, Moses, you go. You following me? We got too many Christians like that in the body of Christ today. The people were afraid of His presence. The people, they they don't want that intimacy with their Heavenly Father. You know, it's more like, no, 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 no. Pastor, you go talk to God and let me know what He said. No, 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 no. Under this new covenant, you have the Holy Ghost as much as a pastor has it. Amen? Amen. But our Heavenly Father is calling us to go higher into His presence, to climb that mountain, to have that intimacy with Him, that relationship with Him. Amen? Amen. One characteristic of the fear of the Lord is that you will desire a close and intimate relationship with Him. If that's lacking, you're lacking the fear of the Lord in your life. Now, I didn't say you're not saved. Are you hearing me? I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm saying you're lacking the fear of the Lord. All right? So... You not only want to uh, to hear God speak to you through a pastor, through ministers, through other people, your friends, but you desire that personal relationship for yourself. You are in awe of Him. Amen? (laughs) But why would God be so concerned about His people fearing or reverencing Him, right? He said, oh, I wish they had such a heart in them that they would fear me. You want to know why? Because He wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. Amen? Amen? And the only way to do that is, is if you're, you're respecting him enough to be a doer of his word. Amen? And I'm going to go deeper into this. It's really interesting, the fear of the Lord, uh, this topic. But without the fear of the Lord in your life, as a Christian, you will open the door to the enemy in your life. All right, you'll see what I mean in a moment. Matthew 18, 18 says this, Jesus gave us this kingdom principle or spiritual law. He said, assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Your actions and words determine whether your blessings are loosed from heaven in your life. Amen? Amen. So it all comes down to our responsibility and what we are doing in our life On this earth. Amen? Amen. So whatever, listen to this, whatever or whoever you fear or reverence or respect, you will give place or access to in your life. That's why God's saying, man, I I wish you had such a heart in you that you would fear me. Because he wants your heart. Jesus said that a person cannot serve two masters. You will love one and you will hate the other. He's saying, put me first in your life. Go with me to Proverbs 9.10. Let's really kick this thing off right now. Pastor James, you're clear for takeoff, runway 27. All right, I'm out of here. See ya. Here we go. Proverbs 9.10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's powerful. And the knowing of the Holy One is understanding. The Word of God says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord and wisdom, don't ever forget this. The fear of the Lord and wisdom, they're twins. Wherever there's wisdom, there's the fear of the Lord. Where there's fear of the Lord, there is wisdom. They go together. They're Siamese twins, in fact. You cannot possess one without the other. Amen. Proverbs 4 7 says that wisdom, remember we read this last week, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Wisdom, by the way, deals with what? Your actions. It means not only do you know what to do, but you put it into practice. Wisdom always includes actions. Don't tell me you're wise when you're, when you might know what to do, but you're not doing it. You're a fool. Amen. Proverbs eight thirteen says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. All right? The fear of the Lord is to... So, so, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. If the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the fear of the Lord is also to hate evil, then that means that wisdom means to hate and reject evil and do righteousness. Amen? Amen? Yeah. To be a doer of the word. As the as the word says, you must have the fear of the Lord to have wisdom. Here's what the fear of the Lord does. Are you ready for this? You may have never thought about it like this before, but I'm going to drop this on you right now. You ready? The fear of the Lord makes you consider the consequences before you do an action. That's the fear of the Lord. Amen. That's why. That's why fear of the Lord and wisdom are twins. Because the fear of the Lord makes you just stop and say, "Okay, if I do this, what's going to happen?" And then the fear of the Lord directs you into the proper way, which is what wisdom. Amen. For example, um, you know, a, a Christian who's in bondage to pornography, right? They're, they got their computer open, and boy, they're they're ready to go, but. Then all of a sudden they get that check and they're like oh, i can't do this their conscience is I cannot do this and they turn that computer off guess what that's the fear of the Lord amen. they took into account the consequences amen, amen. because pornography they'll take you way down the wrong line amen, amen. um how about how about a, a local church that supports Planned Parenthood, abortion, ordains gay and lesbian ministers? How many of you know there's no fear of the Lord in that congregation or that leadership? Right. Are you hearing me? Yes. For if they did have the fear of the Lord, if the fear of the Lord came upon them, they would repent in a New York second and change like that. The fear of the Lord. Why? Because the fear of the Lord is to hate evil based on what the Word of God says. Do you know something? Only the Word of God defines what evil is. Not the world, right? Right. right? Right. The the homosexual agenda, right? I mean, the world's fine with it. Oh, that's not evil. That's love. No, it's not. The Word of God says it's an abomination. We love the people. We hate the sin. Amen? Amen? We try to pull them out of their sin. Amen? So only the Bible can define what evil is. You agree? Yes. So the Bible contrasts a person who has the fear of the Lord with a fool. You either got as a Christian now, and I'm not talking about the world, they're a child of the devil if they're not come if they haven't come to Christ. Right? I'm talking about a Christian. So the fear of the Lord, you either have the fear of the Lord or you're a fool. Those are the two choices as a Christian. A fool is rebellious and despises wisdom, the Word of God says. Despises wisdom, despises instruction from the Word of God. So a person with the fear of the Lord loves and receives God's knowledge and wisdom from His Word. Proverbs 15, 33 says this, The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. Man, don't you love the Word of God? Man, God God has bent over backwards to get this message to us. You know how many people have tried to destroy the Word of God in times past? We're going to get rid of the Word of God. It will never happen because the Word of God is supernatural. Amen? Amen? The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. See, again the instruction of wisdom it's it's you you stop and you think about the consequences you stop before going and doing that sin it's the instruction of wisdom so remember fear of the lord is you're thinking about the consequences wisdom is you do the word of god you go in the way of righteousness amen so a person who, and then it ends here. It says, it's the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. So you see, now it connects fear of the Lord with humility. Are you, are you following me here? A person who has the fear of the Lord is humble. Humility, the biblical version of humility, not the world. The biblical version, humility simply means to do things God's way, not your own way. All right? Remember, it's a fear of the Lord is a submitting to the Word of God. A submitting to the Word of God. There is fear, there is reverence toward God in a humble Christian. So you, it's impossible to be humble without the fear of the Lord in your life then. Are you seeing how important the fear of the Lord is in the life of a Christian? Go to Proverbs chapter 1 with me here. Let's look at this. Proverbs chapter 1. Starting at verse twenty here, this might be one of the most important topics in the Word of God—the fear of the Lord—because it affects your whole life. It affects your decision making. It affects the destiny of your life, which we'll talk about in a few. Proverbs one twenty through—I'm not going to tell you what it's through. Um, <clears throat> wisdom calls aloud outside. Remember, remember with wisdom. Fear of the Lord is always connected to wisdom. They're twins. Wisdom calls along outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gates in the city, she speaks her, uh, she speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Look at that turn he's talking to fools here remember what's a fool you either a, you either have the fear of the lord or you're a fool remember so this is someone who lacks the fear of the lord it's someone who lacks thinking about the consequences before their actions turn at my rebuke and if you're a christian you better believe the holy spirit's trying to get your attention if you're a fool <laughs> amen Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you because I have called and refused you. I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded because you have disdained all my counsel and you would have none of my rebuke. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes, when your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Man, this is a pretty strong rebuke here, isn't it? Because they, here it is, Why they, because they hated knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. 4.6 says, My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. So there's one thing to lack it. It's another thing to refuse it when you know what to do and you don't do it. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose. Here it is. The fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despise my every rebu- rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and they shall be filled with With uh, to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever, listen, here it is. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure uh, without the fear of evil. So again, the fear of the Lord... Well, in verse 23, God tells the fool to turn at his rebuke. You know what that means? It means repent. Have you ever heard the word repent? It's kind of a dirty word in a lot of the body of Christ, right? The word repent means simply this. You're walking this way, you stop, and you walk the other way. It's a mind change. It's a direction change in your life. That's what repent means. Amen? Amen. God is telling the rebellious fool that has rejected knowledge and wisdom and the fear of the Lord to repent. Get this, if you will repent, if you're one of those fools today, if you will repent, you will be in a position to receive the Holy Spirit and more revelation from the the Lord. Did you catch that? Verse 23. And then verse 33, like I read, it brings me to my next point. Okay, it's, but whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without the fear of evil. There is protection in the fear of the Lord. There is protection in the fear of the Lord. By the way, maybe, you know, there might be someone here, maybe you're going in the wrong direction as a Christian in life, and you think, <laughs> you think, wow, devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And God's saying, no, 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 I'm trying to tell you to Turn around. I'm trying to tell you to turn around, right? So just take it to the Lord first. Lord, is there any area in my life that is not pleasing to you? And I need to turn. Simple as that. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 14, 26. There is protection. Say protection. In the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 14, 26 and 27. Look at this. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence And his children will have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. (laughs) In the fear of the Lord, number one, it says there's strong confidence. There's a faith. In the fear of the Lord, there's a faith and a strong confidence. Another characteristic of the fear of the Lord is that you have, you have faith in His Word. You trust Him. You trust His Word. Here it is. You trust Him over your own fleshly emotions. Anybody here ever been led by your fleshly emotions? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. We all have at times. Amen? But because of that faith, because of that trust and strong confidence in the Lord, it says you will have a place of refuge from evil. I like that. Amen? To to truly have faith means that you know Him. You you know His name and you set your love upon Him. Does that sound familiar? Psalm 91. Psalm 91 talks about that. Now go with me to Proverbs 19.23. Proverbs 19.23. 19 verse 23. See, I want to equip you with everything you need. Amen? To live a, a great life on this earth, and to be used by the Lord in a mighty way. Amen? And you can't do it without the fear of the Lord in your life. Proverbs 19.23 says, The fear of the Lord, look at this, leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. A Christian that has the fear of the Lord operating in their life, they will not be visited with evil. Why? Because they will avoid a life of sin. They stop. They consider their actions before they do it. And they choose righteousness. Amen? Amen. That's why they won't be visited with evil. Right? Because fear of the Lord and wisdom are what? Twins. You can't have one without the other. So wisdom is what? Action. Action to what? The Word of God. That's why you're going to be safe. You're going to stay off the devil's real estate and you're not giving the devil real estate in you. Like Ephesians 4.27 says, neither give place to the devil. Go with me to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. Hallelujah. Psalm 34, verse 7. We're going to start with here. This is a really... Interesting one. I got to tell you, this point really, man, it, it strikes a chord in my spirit. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who what? Fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Remember, there's faith. You have faith, strong confidence. In the, when you have fear of the Lord. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who what? Fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, and listen to me. I will teach you the what? Fear of the Lord. Man, this is a great passage for the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. This is the believer's. His face is already against the unsaved ones. Are you following me? this He's talking about those who are in covenant with him. To cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Now here's what I want to point out. It says the fear of the Lord in your life dispatches, say dispatches and causes angels to encamp around you for protection. I like that. Every time I I come uh, up to a scripture about the angels, I, I just love it. Isn't it amazing that God has given His angels charge over us? There's something powerful about that. So here we go. Let's break this down. Listen to this. Your fear or reverence toward God, here it is, draws angels and ministering spirits and the kingdom of God into your life. Now, are you ready for this? (laughs) It is inferred then that without the fear of the Lord in your life, in my life, the angels are not working as diligently as they could in your life. Did you follow that? I don't think someone got that old. I'm working hard up here, people, please. Here we go. So the fear of the Lord dispatches angels into our life. And it says those who fear him, the angels encamp round about them to protect them. That infers then that those who lack the fear of the Lord, yea, Christians, in your life, The angels are not working as diligently as they could be. Here's what, I want you to notice something else in this passage in connection to the fear of the Lord. It talks about keeping your tongue from speaking evil and lies. This is all in connection to the fear of the Lord, right? It talks about departing from evil and doing good, right? Here we go. The fear of the Lord is directly connected to our spoken words and our actions. If one or both are out of order, you lack the fear of the Lord in your life. You have to have both, your spoken words and your actions. Amen? So now let's break this down even more. Say, break it down, Pastor. Pastor. Therefore, if angels encamp around about those that fear the Lord, then that means, come on, the angels are listening to the words we speak and they're watching our actions on this earth. Yeah. Oh, did you follow that? That's powerful. In other words, you can do something that promotes the work of angels in your life or you can do something that pushes them away. I don't know about you, but I need the angels' help in every area of my life. Amen. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. The fear of the Lord determines the level of involvement of the angelic in your life. Ooh, awesome. You know what's interesting is when I'm walking around and praying, home, wherever I'm at, I this has been my prayer a lot of times. It'll just kind of spew out of me. I always say, Lord... Give me revelation of your kingdom. Show me how I can cooperate with your holy angels so they can do their job effectively. Show me what I need to stay away from to hinder them. i prayed that. This is scriptural evidence of what I'm praying. It's right here. It's right here. Amen? The Lord's trying to get a a point across to us today. Now... Listen, we're going to touch something now that's going to rock some people's world. You ready for this? The fear of the Lord, or the lack thereof, will determine your destiny. Go to Proverbs chapter 9 with me. Proverbs chapter 9. Proverbs chapter 9, verses 10 and 11 I want to look at. And it says these words. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah, we knew that. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Okay, we knew that. Look what we add here, verse 11. For by me, by what? Who's, what's me? It's talking about the fear of the Lord. For by me, your days will be multiplied and the years of your life will be added to you. The Word of God is very clear. Now, the Word of God, I'm going to say something here because it's right there. It says it. This is not Pastor James. The Word of God is very clear that your lifespan on this earth can either be increased or decreased based on the fear of the Lord in your life or not. Now, that doesn't mean there's good Christians who haven't gone home to be with the Lord sooner. All right, we know that. We know there's attacks. We know there's accidents, right? So, but but we cannot avoid. This is talking about people who lack the feel, fear of the Lord and they choose evil. They're opening the door to the enemy. Are you following me? So, because here's why I want to say this. Because some people in some Christian circles, they believe that the uh, that God has chosen the day that you will die. You ever heard anyone say that? Well, you know, that God has chosen the day and we have no part in that. I've I I even have family members who told me that after some, you know, someone passed away. Well, it must have just been their time. God picked the day. They had no part in it. That's unscriptural. Yeah. That's not true. That's say that's not true. that's not true. Go to Ecclesiastes. I got more evidence here. Ecclesiastes. Now, that doesn't mean, again, let me, let me just clarify. Because I had family members who died at a young age, okay? And I know they loved the Lord, okay? So this, it's not talking... This is talking about people who, who shorten their life because they chose evil. Are you following me? All right? I'm not spitting on anyone's grave here, okay? Right. You you Right? But how can we avoid... I mean, I'm talking about the fear of the Lord. I wouldn't be talking... I wouldn't be bringing it up right if I didn't bring up this point. Amen? Ecclesiastes 7, 17 through 18. Look at this. It says, Do not be overly wicked nor be foolish. Look at this. Why should you die before your time? It is is good that you grasp this and also not to remove your hand from the other. For he who fears God will escape them all. So it's obvious from the word of God that we have a part to play on how long we live on this earth. And we know that because there's people committing suicide and cutting their life short, right? So obviously we know God doesn't stop suicides. Are you following me? People have a part in the length of their life, right? Here's what I want to drop on you right now about this. You ready for this? Stick it in your memory bank right now. Just because God knows when you're going to die doesn't mean that he appointed or willed that day for you to die. Look at me. Look, go to uh, Proverbs 10 real quick. I'm, I got another verse for you. You want more info? Sure, let's do it. Let's, let's put some more evidence on the fire here. Proverbs 10, 27. Here's another one that talks about the length of your life in connection to the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. Now, here's, now, again, Listen, if the years of the wicked can be shortened, that means the original plan of God, he had a longer life for them. Are you following me? If it can be shortened, it must have been lengthened somewhere, but because of the lack of the fear of the Lord, it was cut short. Why should you die before your time? Now, the question is then, what is your time? Well, God knows that, right? But God wants us to live a long and healthy life. Amen? Amen? God's not into giving people cancer and cutting their life short. God's not, God wasn't in my mom having a heart attack at 54 years old. Hello, somebody. Amen? God wasn't in that. Those are attacks of the enemy. Amen? Amen? I mean the Word of God is filled with scriptures of provision for healing, amen in things so um, but here's another let me just say this because I've had conversations with people before that people who did uh, you know like let's say my mom, you know fifty four years old, I know when I got that message you know that she was in the you know in the ambulance going and stuff. I you, you I prayed the hardest I ever prayed in my life in that second. Are you following me? Right. I, I command your spirit to come back into your body, blah, 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 right? How many of you know, and I had this conversation with some people before, how do you know that that individual did not, their spirit didn't go up to heaven and God said, or Jesus said, well, I'm going to give you a choice. You can stay here or you can go back down. What would you choose? I'm staying in heaven. Are you following me? So we don't know every situation. Amen. We don't know every situation that, and what's going on behind the scenes. Amen. So that's why you just can't throw a blanket on everything and say, well, God just wanted that person dead in that day. They had no choice in the matter. Well, that's wrong. Right? Right? So, because I've known people who who got drunk, went out on a snowmobile and ran into a cr- tree and killed themselves. Right. You're not going to tell me that's the will of God. No. You can't tell me that that's God's best for their life. Are you Are you following me? No. That's just stupid. Amen? No. So, I just wanted to kind of plant that thought in you. And, and maybe that gives some peace to some individuals who had a family member pass away or a friend. Amen? No. All right. Here we go. In the fear of the Lord, there is contentment. Greed has no place in your life. Go to Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs chapter 15. But again, in connection to the length of of your life with the fear of the Lord, it's talking about someone who chooses evil rather than God's way. That's what that's talking about. Amen? All right, so Proverbs 15 verse 16. It says this. Here we go. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord, than great treasure with trouble. Amen. You ever hear someone, oh, I I wish I won the lottery. Millions of dollars. No, you don't, because you'd probably be in a grave about six months later because you wouldn't know how to handle yourself. And God knows that. Are you following me? Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. Now, that's totally opposite from what the worldly thinking is, isn't it? Oh, I need more. I need more. I think we forget that we as Christians are on this earth not to have a party and a vacation. We're here to advance the kingdom of God and pull people out of the pit of hell before they pass away on this earth. Are you following me? Let's we got to get our thinking straight on this. You know, I mean, sure. God's not against us having fun and all that with things, but let's keep in mind what our mission is on this earth as the body of Christ. Amen. So, and so the world is, that's totally opposite from the world things, right? And that is why the world has a lot of money, but they have a lot of trouble with it. You following me? Because number one, to get that kind of a gain they had to sell their souls to the devil to get it. Amen. These people who are in the secular music and all this, you see all this junk, yeah. right? Yeah. They had to sell their souls. The greed and the lust caused them to do whatever it takes. I want more. Right. It's not enough. I want more. I don't no, I don't believe. That it's God's will for you and I to to lack or be poor, obviously, right? I mean, there's two sides of the ditch here. Are you following me? Neither do I think that everyone is meant to be a billionaire, right? I mean, I'd rather all the Christians be billionaires than the world system. Use it for his glory, amen? But God does want our needs met and to have enough to bless others, all right? So, you know, hey, if you have a lot of money as a Christian, praise God for it. Use use the majority to advance the kingdom. Amen? Hallelujah. But your focus should not be on material gain. Do you know know something? Greed. When people hear the word greed, a lot of people just think of the rich. Oh, the rich are greedy. Do you know you can have greed in your heart with zero money in the bank? (laughs) Right? Greed has nothing to do with how much is in the bank. Greed is what's in your heart. It's a hard attitude. Amen? So um, so there is contentment. There is a pure motive when the fear of the Lord is present. Uh, president. Present. Okay, yes. Yes, when it's present. President in your heart. <laughs> president. Yes. I saved that one, didn't I? But surely when the fear of the Lord is in your life, The blessings will come into your life and they will be blessings from the kingdom of God with no sorrow added to it. Amen? Look at Proverbs 22, 4 through 5. That salute, by the way, was for God, not to Joe Biden, just to let you know that. All right, so Proverbs 22, 4 through 5, because you actually got to be elected to be president. Amen? Amen. That's right. I said it. I'll continue to say it too. Yep. That's right. Right. Okay. Now Proverbs 22, four through five by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Thorns and snares are the way of the perverse. He who guards his soul will be far from them. This is powerful. So humility and the fear of the Lord, it says, releases riches, honor, and life. Now, that word riches, don't let it throw you off. It's not talking, okay, calm down. You're not, it's not talking about you being a billionaire. What it means is that you have more than enough. Your needs are met and more than enough to bless others. Amen. And it says, thorns and snares are the way of the perverse. He, it says, he who guards his soul will be far from them. Listen to this. He who guards their mind, will, and emotions. That is, that's why it's so important to renew our mind with the Word of God. Amen? Renewing our mind with the Word of God will affect your will. Oh, come on. Will affect your will and emotions. It will guard them. Say, I gotta guard my mind. Go to Proverbs three one through six. As I'm getting close to finishing here, I really am. I promise. By the way, there's an election coming up August second in Michigan. Here, right? You better be voting. And by the way, what's your voter's guide? If they, if that candidate doesn't line up with what this word says, come on, somebody. Now, Proverbs 3, 1 through 6, it says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For, oh boy, length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. There it is again. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Here it is. Remember, here, here is a popular passage. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Now, these verses are in the context of wisdom and the fear of the Lord. Wisdom and the fear of the lord will not rely or lean upon their own understanding amen but those people what does the fear of the lord do it causes you to seek the lord first seek first the kingdom of god and all these things will be added the problem is people are seeking things and not the giver there's come on somebody right if you want things from the giver you got to seek the giver amen but it's got to be pure motive too. ah. So some heart surgery needs to happen. Amen? Now, so look at uh, Proverbs 3, 7. And now, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Why? Because the fear of the Lord hates evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Physical healing even is in that. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Say new wine. new wine. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, here it is, he corrects. Just like that parent. That parent who disciplined you when you were younger, right? Not talking about abuse here. Amen. I'm talking about the parent who had a peer motive and wanted to train you up in the way you should go. That's what God is doing to us. Amen? Amen. Just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For uh, For her proceeds... Proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things that you may desire cannot compare to her. Man, this is important here. Length length of... Here it is again. Length of days is in her right hand. In her left hand, riches and honor. More than enough. Say "more more than enough. Her ways... Are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. So I love that. Verse 8 talks about the fear of the Lord will bring health to your physical body, health to your flesh. Amen. a Christian that fears the Lord in verse 9 and 10, it said that if you honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits of your increase. You know what he's talking about there? He's talking about uh, honor the Lord with your possessions. He's saying everything you have in your life, use it to the glory of God, to advance the kingdom of God. And then it says, and with the first fruits of their increase. You ready? All that means is this make God your priority. Make him your priority. Amen? Make him the first one. Now, last thing I want to touch on here. Anybody heard of Ananias and Sapphira? Yeah. From the book of Acts. Yeah. The Holy Spirit had me put this in, not to scare anyone, all right? But they he they did not fear the Lord. Would you agree with that? They did not honor God. In fact, they broke their vow. Be- Ananias and Sapphira, they, they said they were going to give a certain amount of property to, uh, you know, the the body of Christ at that time, we'll say. And they held it back. Here's the problem. They made a vow and they reneged on it. Are you following me? Okay, that's the problem. They broke their vow to the Lord and lied to the Holy Spirit. And judgment came upon them. Remember, the Bible says that judgment must first begin where? In the house of God, in the body of Christ, right? But something happened immediately after judgment came upon Ananias and Sapphira. So they lied to the Holy Spirit. They dropped dead. Okay? I mean, this is some pretty serious stuff. And, and I had to check uh, a few times here, but I found out that that's in the New Testament. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Isn't that crazy? All right. Now, here's the deal. Here we go. Acts 5, Acts chapter 5, 11 through 16. It something happened when they dropped dead, when judgment came upon them for lying to the Holy Ghost, all right? Here's what happened. It says that fear of the Lord came upon the whole region. So what I'm about to read here is what took place immediately after Ananias and Sapphira were struck dead for lying to the Holy Ghost. Here we go. Acts 5, 11 through 16. Look at this. It says, "...so great fear came upon all the church and upon all those who heard these things. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch." This happened immediately after that judgment. "...yet none of the rest of them dared to join them." But the people esteemed them highly, and believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets (laughs) and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on them. You know, we're always talking about the shadow of Peter healing people. It happened after Ananias and Sapphira dropped dead. Because the fear of the Lord came upon the church. Wow, that's, that's, good. that's powerful? That's good. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Listen, here we go. <laughs> Leave verse 16. Also, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Are you kidding me? Okay, so here we go. Judgment happened. The Holy Ghost was trying to get a point across to the church. Amen? This was the early church, all right? I'm not saying... No, no, listen, nobody, nobody's going to drop dead here, okay? Calm down, relax. But some reason there was a purpose in this. Well, first of all, it didn't have to happen because they lied to the Holy Spirit. Are you following me? But the power of God was loosed in that region. I believe, obviously, God wanted to manifest his power long before that happened. But now, when the fear of the Lord, say fear of the Lord, Lord. came upon the people, they positioned themselves to receive an outpouring of God's spirit and power. It positioned. So, the sad thing is, it took two people dropping dead that did not have the fear of the Lord. That's the bad part about it, right? But what is it? Come on. What is it going to take for this region? What is it going to take for those in the body of Christ that lack the fear of the Lord in their life? Do you know there's only two things that can manifest the fear of the Lord in a person's heart? Are you ready for this? You can either do it on your own free will, and that I recommend, or you hit rock bottom in your life and circumstances will force you to come to that place to the fear of the Lord. Two choices, two choices. So do you have the fear of the Lord in your life today? Or are you just caught up in religious rituals like the rebellious fool? God says he wants your whole heart and he desires that his people fear him. Why? So they would be good with them and their children forever. We serve a good God. Amen. So let's take that fear. Let's take that reverence. Let's take that respect that many apply toward the enemy, toward money, toward all this other junk, and let's apply it to the one that holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Amen? Let's be a people, a church that honors and fears the Lord always as living sacrifices. Let's stand up in this place. I'm done. That's the word. Father, thank you for your holy word today. Lord, thank you for trying to open our eyes to what the fear of the Lord is and the benefits. Thank you for imparting your heart to us because, God, you want to bless us. You want to bless us. Lord, this is one piece of the puzzle, another piece of the puzzle to what you're leading to do in this region, in this church, in our lives personally. Now, maybe there's someone in here. You've never made Jesus Lord of your life. You never have. You're on the outside looking in. You're a child of the devil. Uh, yeah, I know it sounds rough, but that's what the word says. If you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, after service, I'm going to be up here at this altar. I want you to come forward. Let's let's give you a new birthday, the new birth experience. Amen. Maybe you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. Maybe you're maybe you're the the fool that I was talking about. Remember, there's only two kinds of Christians, those with the fear of the Lord, or you're a fool. Maybe you need to rededicate your life today and you're ready to take hold of the fear of the Lord in your life, the reverence, the seeking Him first. If that's you, I want you to come forward after the service and let's pray. Maybe you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. You want to learn more about it? You want to pray in tongues? You want the gifts of the Spirit operating in your life? You must receive the Holy Spirit baptism. And it's a second experience after salvation. Amen? Maybe you need a healing, emotional, physical. You need prayer for anything else. We're just going to open it up for you. So come on down. I'll stay here as long as we need to. Amen. Now, real quick, before I let you go, a couple of announcements, just to reiterate what Barry said. Water baptism next Sunday at the picnic. Water baptism is very important. and It it, it is life-changing. Amen. So if you want to get water baptized, come see me or see Mary Ann. Just let us know we'll make sure you get dunked, amen? <laughs> now, next, we did schedule, uh, we just kind of came up with this, that's why Barry didn't know about this, one but we did schedule a men's ministry meeting, all right? So, men, here we go. It's going to be Saturday, August 13th at 8 a.m. downstairs, all right? So, now, by the way, that's for 18 years and older, right? We... we, we this is, this is going to be things that men, we we're going to talk about things that we don't want kids to hear, right? Because <laughs> we deal with things that we don't want kids to hear with, right? Uh, so, so it's Saturday, and, and uh, Paul, raise your hand. Paul's going to be leading that meeting. I've known him for, for over 10 years, and I've met with him a couple times. We talked for like two hours each time in the office, and, and he's just shared his heart about men's ministry. And uh, he's going to be awesome. So get ready. And uh, so yeah, so that's Saturday, August thirteenth at eight a.m. Uh, also, we're going to do the old timers lunch. We're going to we're going to get that started. It's going to be on the second Thursday in August. I don't have a date with me here, but I just talked to Nancy Hughes. We scheduled it. She's going to be heading that up. So the old timers now is that for fifty or fifty five and older? What's it? What was it in the past? Twenty and older. Oh, okay. Well, not old timers then. Uh, <laughs> Anybody wants to come? Is that right? All right. Great. Let's do it. So, all right. So it's going to be on the second Thursday in August at noon at the oven. One of my favorites in Carol. All right. So, all right. Well, if anybody has anything else, let me know. Um, We have a prayer prayer call Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Go to livingwaterschapel.org. Phone number's right there or see us. And Wednesday night prayer, 7 to 8. It's powerful. So if you need me, you know where to find me. I love you all. Visitors, thanks for coming today. Come on back. Amen? Amen. Have a great week, everyone. God bless you. Yeah.